Your views. Your news. Your Limerick Today. With Gillian Devlin. In for Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, October is coming to a close, but it has been Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And to find out more about the work that goes into diagnosis and treatment options for women attending Limerick's symptomatic breast unit, Live 95's Ashton Kelly interviewed consultant breast pathologist for UL Hospitals Group, Dr. Maura Lavelle. And she began by asking her what her job entails. Um, so I'm a pathologist I'm, and I'm responsible for reporting breast pathology for University Hospital Limerick. Um, so what that means is that when a patient comes to the breast unit and they're seen by a clinician, so usually one of the surgical teams, um, who will, they will talk to the patient, take a history and they'll examine the patient and then they might, might decide this patient needs um to be seen maybe by radiology and they might need a scan of some sort so it could be a mammogram maybe or an ultrasound and depending on what the problem is and um, the radiologist might decide you know actually on the scan I see something that's not quite normal and um, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's it's a cancer it's just something abnormal there there are a lot of benign um, lesions in in the breast as well um, and they say well we need to take a tissue sample a biopsy of that abnormal area to check it out so that t- piece of tissue from the patient goes into a little container which it's got fixtures in it and it, it starts fixing immediately that is then down, sent down to the laboratory in the hospital and where it's received by myself and the laboratory team so we have a team of medical scientists, lab aides, clerical staff who are all involved in turning this piece of tissue into a plea, a diagnosis. How have you noticed technology evolving um, throughout your career and how has this affected your ability to diagnose breast diseases more accurately? So there's a number of, I mean, I suppose medicine's constantly evolving. So if you take, if you looked at pathology reports from, you know, 20, 30 plus years ago, um, if someone had a mastectomy, the report would be maybe two sentences long, you know, carcinoma excised. Um, now, um, because of all the different treatments that are present and all of those treatments are directed by what we see on the biopsy, a report could, um, you could have the, what I call the H&E, so the, the glass slide diagnosis, followed by the hormone receptor diagnosis. So does this express estrogen? That means they can get certain therapies and not get other therapies. Then there are other tests that we do specifically aimed towards whether or not they can receive certain types of chemotherapy and we'll direct whether they get chemotherapy before they have surgery or whether they get chemotherapy after they have surgery. And also we we'll direct whether or not they need radiation therapy. And then we can also do molecular tests on top of that, which would um, which would direct for us, you know, further chemotherapy or further treatments that are available to the patient. So now a pathology report can be pages long as opposed to two lines long, but that's because everything is far more individualised to the patient. Uh, like, you know, 50 plus years ago, um, it was kind of a one-size-fits-all. If you had breast cancer, a mastectomy was done and that was it, and everyone got the same treatment or they got very, you know, just one form of chemotherapy. Um, but now everything is tailored to the individual patient. So there's there's far more therapies available and far more options. And your role is so extensive between research, education and training. Um, what motivates you and, and how do you balance them all? 
Um, gosh, how do I balance them all? I suppose, um, really, I, I think in Ireland, particularly, I was trained in Ireland, and um, I think training in Ireland is very thorough, and you 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 learn how to balance things. Um, for in terms of training, um, training in Ireland, a lot of training is very, I'm going to say, service based. So I would do, I could do training in the course of my job. So, you know, I'd have the trainee with me and it's they basically, you know, shadow me. And then, you know, as I train them, they could do more and more on their own and basically hopefully get them then to a, a, a consultant level eventually. Um, I just, I suppose I'm interested in education training. So I, I get quite interested and excited by that. And I, I, I like teaching. So I suppose, you know, I try to find the time for all these things. Um, I would say, I suppose, what is challenging, and um, I would say this, this isn't a, a medical thing, this isn't a doctor thing, this is a working mother thing. <laughs> but, I mean, to working mums everywhere, I think we all juggle all the time, every day. Um, and um, it, it's, I think it, it's difficult to juggle everything. I think probably, you know, doing all that juggling is probably one of the hardest things that parents um, have to do. Uh, but... You know, everyone does it every day, and I know certainly with other mothers, we all support each other. And um, also, I have to say, the unsung heroes are grandparents who always step in. So I might need to go to a conference, and or you know, I, I have a situation here where you know my daughter is is unwell, and you know we call Granny to the rescue. Um, you know, can you help? Can you help for an hour? I, I really need to, to do this meeting because we have to discuss all these patients and if I don't attend the meeting, patients don't get their treatments, you know, in a timely fashion. And Granny's like, you know, I'm here. So it's it's amazing the amount of, I suppose, community support that's involved <laughs> <laughs> in, in medicine and patients that we don't talk about. We don't talk about that at home. You know, Granny is saving the day. Um, <laughs> and the other mothers who are like, don't worry, I, they have a sponsored walk at school today, but we know you can't make it, but we'll be there. So <laughs> there's a lot of importance. <laughs> what do you think is most promising advancements or any breakthroughs um, in breast protology um, that you're excited about or you think could change the game maybe? Um, I think there's there's a number of advances and some of them are still, I'm going to say, in, in the, the research stage. So we're looking at molecular advances and um, there's talk of things we call like a liquid biopsy where instead of taking tissue that you might be able to just make a diagnosis on you know, a blood sample or, or something like that. That's all still in the research phase, unfortunately. The biggest, I suppose, real advance that's happening right now would be uh, digital pathology. So with the digital pathology, that was what I was talking about, is that, you know, everything, the, all the imaging will be put on screen. And the advances then involved in that is a lot of things that we would do manually under the microscope. We could probably do some of those digitally, not necessarily to make a diagnosis, but to assess... Um, to assess, I suppose, some of the tests that it would be easier to do in a digital fashion. Also in terms of sharing um, information. So if a patient goes, decides um, they have a diagnosis in Limerick, but they're, they're being treated in Dublin, that it's so easy and secure to send all the patient's information um, and to discuss with other um, with other clinicians, other pathologists about what's going on or to get second opinions. Um, it's a very interpretative science. So it's not straightforward as you put it under the microscope, benign, malignant. And um, sometimes 
trying to say whether it's benign or malignant can be very, very difficult. And sometimes you need lots of opinions or expert opinions. Um, and digital pathology will help um, and assist and make all that um, faster. Um, so I think that's the, the best immediate advance. And that was Dr. Maura Ravel Lavelle speaking to our own Ashlyn Kelly. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.